Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. You have my favorite, Mr. Oshimina, sitting across from me as I sit here, still getting Ovid COVID. Ovid COVID? Over COVID, maybe? No, you have COVID tongue. I not only have COVID tongue. <laughs> I'm not even comfortable saying that. I have some sort of some sort of bacterial rash on my hands. Now it's not on my penis, so I don't think um, it's transferable. But I have had some sort of an allergic reaction, and it sucks. Uh, <clears throat> wrong finger. <laughs> oh, okay, that that could be a problem. Then. Uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, oh wow, yeah, I got a lot of yeah, editing to, to edit. do today. You're gonna have to edit that one out. Um, long weekend of football there, Roberto. I'm sorry, Mr. Oshimaida. Long weekend of football. Uh, started Saturday with the Bengals versus the Raiders. What did you think of that game? That was probably the best game of the weekend. Man, I honestly. thought it was a great game. I mean, Cincinnati looked great in the first half, and then... The Raiders looked decent in the second half. It just came, it kind of came down to the Raiders just didn't have enough time at the end. I'd rather live on a boat. I, oh. Okay. Um, 
That way, if you want to get away from people, nobody can find you unless they have a boat. I will say, Mr. Carr uh, had his destiny in his own hands. Yes, I agree. And uh, I, I, I just... He had the opportunity to win that game. Uh, Jamar Chase, oh, Jamar Chase looked so good. Um, that was probably one of the worst criticisms I've ever made in an NFL draft in my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, Joe Burrow looked good. But Joe Burrow also ended up on his back. They still need to shore up that offensive line. Uh, I understand why they took Jamar Chase during during the draft. I actually defended them taking that, taking Jamar. But some of your criticism is actually correct. That offensive line is like a block of Swiss cheese. There's more holes in it than you can count. Uh, they yeah, got to do something to They Go got to do something to keep Joe Burrow on his feet. Go ahead. I think them, you know, finding a right guard or a left guard or a right tackle or whatever they need is not going to be as difficult as having a transcending talent like Jamar Chase on your team. Which is why last week I said it is imperative that the Browns get a top-notch wide receiver in the first round of the draft next year. I'm telling you, if if Jamar Chase were in Cleveland right now, would that change the Cleveland Browns? It would if they change their scheme and if they alter their scheme a little bit, which I would not suggest going away from the running game because Cleveland obviously has two of the top 10 runners running back in the league. Oh, yeah. But it would definitely and it would open up the running game a hell of a lot more. Huge. I mean, you can't rely on Jarvis Landry, you know, doing 10 yard crossing patterns and throwing to the tight ends all day when you don't have a deep threat. The the thing is, is that you can drop your defensive line and cover Jarvis Landry doing a slant 10 yards out. Yeah, but even if he catches it, it We have no deep threat. That is the issue. And what what that does is it creates, okay, like your your cornerbacks and your, your strong safety are now able to double-team Jarvis in the center because you've got no deep threat. Higgins can't catch. Well, I mean, Donald Peoples-Jones is a deep threat, but even the 50-50 balls, even when he even when he, he wins the battle, he drops half of them. He, he is a deep threat. He's the only deep threat. Now, if if they see like Donovan Peoples-Jones going deep, you've got... The strong safety and the cornerback going to cover him. 
if you have a deep threat like a Jamar Chase or even a, you know, some of these younger guys uh, that that OBJ. Okay, I'm talking about the the guys that have been drafted. Oh, you're talking about guys that are good. Right. That would make Donovan Peoples Jones better. But getting back to the the, the Bengals Raiders game, I think the Bengals are going to have a hard time with Tennessee because I don't think they're going to get the ball as many times as they like to get because Tennessee is going to play that. We want seven, eight minute drives, and we're just going to run the ball down your throat. I agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to have a tough time, but I still think the Bengals can pull off the win. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's move on to the Patriots versus Buffalo Bills. Before we do that real quick, what do you think about the uh, Raiders? They lost. I know, I know you're a Raider guy. What do I think what do of what? Think about, what do you think about the Raiders firing uh, Mike Mayock today? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they, it only came across the wire a couple hours ago. Um, I think it's a mistake, but that's the Davises. Well, <laughs> they hired Chucky. Um, they're used to making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, the the Davises have never been big on on patience patience with their coaches do you see Derek Carr back next year no I'm 50 50 on it I don't know is he a free agent Ooh, that's a very good question uh, I think he's got one more year but I'm not 100% sure let me see here sports 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 I should I should know that because I, I knew I was going to bring that up and I should have looked it up but I didn't uh because we got 13 contracts. inches. And I was trudging through that all day. All right. Uh... <sighs> Las Vegas Raiders. There we go. Uh... Derek Carr. All right. I'm eating carrots right now because I missed dinner. Oh. And I get cranky if I don't get a snack. Unrestricted free agent in 2023. So... Uh, next year, he will make $19 million. So he's going to make what Baker makes? Yes. Is that the, is, is this his last year on his deal? Yes. Yeah, I'm 50-50. I, I don't know. If they can lure Aaron Rodgers to the West Coast, I think Derek Carr will. You know, Derek Carr could end up in Green Bay. I <coughs> I do not know who is going to end up in Green Bay. Well, if they win the Super Bowl, I think Aaron Rodgers stays, and I think they just unload the bank for him. That could be. Unless I'm he's not... just totally convinced that he's going to leave and he just hasn't said it. 
But with Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is that kind of guy that he's just different. Um, I somebody at your door. Uh, there's a pearly gunner there. Um, I don't know where. I, I don't know where Derek Carr is going to go. Um, he'll be in he'll be in Las Vegas next year. The the Aaron Rodgers thing. I don't know what's going to happen with that yet. Um, I, I think it all depends on how far they go in the postseason this year. Uh, I don't think he wants to be in Green Bay, but the only way for him to leave next year is for them to trade him. And if he wins them a Super Bowl, do you see them even offering to trade him? Well, if he flat out says, I don't want to come back, but then again, he said that last year, kind of. So but that, I, fully expect him to, I fully expect him to be back in Green Bay and finish his career there. It would be the Deshaun Watson's situation where he just doesn't play and still gets paid. I don't see Green Bay doing that. Green Bay's not owned by one person. They're owned by a bunch of people, and it's a different situation. So basically, basically, the city owns Green Bay. Why? Why are we? Why are we still talking about Aaron Rodgers being back in Green Bay? He's not coming back because and, we were talking no, about the, the Oakland Cincinnati game and in, in, in Derek Carr's future. That's why. And Green Bay got brought up. Listen, Derek Carr. The, the, the Raiders need to move off Derek Carr. I've been saying this all, all year long. Justin Herbert is six years younger than Derek Carr, seven years younger than Derek Carr, and Patrick Mahomes is five years younger than Derek Carr, and they are both highly superior to Derek Carr. So you can't run out Derek Carr as the third best quarterback in your division alone and expect success year in and year out. It's just not going to be there. And they're not going to be in the playoffs next year. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, his ass is at the green Bay. He's got one or two more games left and he's going to get bounced. He's going to miss the Super Bowl again, and he's going to take his talents to the AFC. That's the Tom Brady lover taught in you speaking. All right, so uh, Buffalo versus the Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen. Any surprises here? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we saw good Josh Allen. Sometimes we see bad Josh Allen, but we saw good Josh Allen, and we saw bad Patriots defense. Man, that's that's almost like every quarterback in the AFC right now, though. It really is. We we've seen good Patrick Mahomes. We've seen bad Patrick Mahomes. Wasn't Gurley on the Patriots? Who who goes who scores seven no was it six straight possessions with touchdowns? Their first six possessions they got touchdowns I believe. Yeah, and I said they were going to win the game because of one only Josh Allen. And that's yeah, exactly um, what happened. Doctor Dog was uh, the only one that was pulling for uh, pulling for Buffalo. Josh Allen, baby. Well, I picked New England being in the Super Bowl, so yeah. That 
that's not going to happen. And I could have told you that a week ago. Matter <laughs> of fact, I did tell you that a week ago. <sighs> but no, no, I, that game was out of hand early, and it just was ugly. Was that was that a Belichick problem, or was that a Mac Jones problem? Well, I think it was a Mac Jones problem, and I and I didn't think New England's defense was prepared at all, and they honestly didn't try to run the ball. Well, they got down in in the game. No, I'm talking they, about Buffalo didn't even try to run the ball. New England knew what they were doing. Yeah, but when New England couldn't get the lead. That was that was it for them. They they can't come from behind. Mac Jones hasn't shown that he can beat a good team coming from behind. He yeah, needs to get a lead, and they're not, and they didn't get the lead. Once Buffalo, once Buffalo went up in that game, I knew it was over. There's no New England needed to go up seven to nothing. They needed to go up ten to nothing, and they needed to hold the lead. They needed to run their offense the way that it needs to be run and they can't run their offense when they're trailing in the whole game and they're forced to throw the ball. Guys, yeah. there's no there's no disrespect to the rookie quarterbacks. Out I'm sorry, there. I'm sorry. You said you didn't want to be here. I mean do I need to? Well you you obviously have an opinion. I had an opinion two minutes ago, yet you didn't say anything. Hmm. What were you sleeping? Hmm. Were you on your phone? Hmm. Do you want to be here? Hmm. So I thought, Anybody, like, I told you, like right. I told you that, hey, no no disrespect to any of the rookie quarterbacks, but you're not going to win a playoff game with a rookie quarterback. Sorry. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Do I, do I, have, to, do I have to go back in time and show I'm you that a rookie about, quarterback has definitely won a playoff game? We're talking about this year. This year, a rookie quarterback was not going to win a playoff game. Let me ask you a question. Now, I know he wasn't necessarily a rookie. But in his first year playing in the NFL, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. You're comparing Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones to Tom Brady. Are you serious? Um, Are you serious? No, I'm comparing no, him no, no, to no. a guy in his first year. And look what he's do. Look what he did. What do you mean? The Tom Brady I know no today is Brady. not the same thing as Tom Brady no one, 20 years ago. Do no I have to? I, there's more quarterbacks you who have won a playoff game. You said it last night yourself. No one's going to That's touch fine. Tom, Tom Brady. You said you can't win a playoff game as a rookie. This year. Do I need to this show year, you a list to prove you wrong? This year, you are not winning a playoff game with a rookie quarterback. So just these rookies. Are you missing when I say this year? Is one of your ears working? Sure. I understand now. You're wording it wrong, and I think you just changed up your words because you realized that you were wrong in the first place. What do you mean? I've known a, a rookie quarterback has won a playoff game before. I'm talking about this year. Fine. I understood. You're just sad because Matt got eliminated badly. He got embarrassed. Anybody that, that was going to happen. You also told me that New England was going to stink this year, win four games, and miss the playoffs. That's what you told me. Uh, this all this season for New England was a joke. <laughs> I could sit here and listen to this all day. I can't. No, Mac Jones had Mac Jones had a had a great rookie year. Uh, not enough You're to win. Fraud. Not enough to win rookie of the year. Unfortunately, that will go to uh, to Jamar Chase. Um, but yeah, everyone's saying that Mac Jones was going to go on and rookie and of the year is going to be Jamar Chase. 
Yeah, I think the rookie of the year is going to be Jamar Chase. Should be. It needs to be. Anyway, Not discrediting Mac Jones. Anyways. Oh, she might have. Anybody that had eyes watching that game that watches football knew that that game was over midway through the first quarter. Off topic, but I could make an argument that Jamar Chase should be league MVP. No, you can't. I know you don't. I know you don't want to get into that, but I could definitely make an argument that Jamar Chase should be the 2021-22 NFL MVP, not just rookie of the year. But I digress. We can move on. That should be Tom Brady. But we move on. Eagles well, versus it, the Buccaneers. Another rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I expected a little more out of Jalen Hurts. I didn't watch it because I knew what was going to happen. It it was a God, it was a weird game to watch. Gotta trust the rook. It was a weird game to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think Jalen Hurts is going to turn out to be a good quarterback, but the Eagles just don't have enough around him to keep him standing, first off. And secondly, nobody could catch a ball. Yeah. Um, it, was, uh, it was a sad game to watch. Is that what other cities say about us? Oh, Baker will be fine. They just don't have any support around him. Because quite because quite frankly, Philadelphia Eagles fans are fed up and tired of Jalen Hurts. Well, uh, um Cleveland fans most Cleveland fans don't don't say that there's nothing around Baker Mayfield. No, no, no. Other fans, outsiders talking about us. Because uh, what you said about the Eagles, their fans are saying the opposite. Um, Philadelphia is a strange place. I, I actually met I met my wife in Philadelphia. Um, that explains a lot. When was I, she getting mugged and you saved her? No, she was actually she was actually the electrician for me at the theater that I was working at in Philly. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. Electrician? Yeah. She was an electrician, and she worked for you in Philly. Yeah. So you were just there for a week, a weekend? No, I was, I was there for six months. Oh, so you got a chance to know, or it wasn't like uh, it's, you're making it sound like. Okay, you know my, what? My wife and I got married four months after we met. There's nothing wrong with that. I think my hey, sister got that. married. I think my sister got married four days after she met her husband. I did that yes. once. It didn't work out so well. Well, my yes. first marriage, I dated her. I dated Sandy for two years before we got married. Yeah, I know. I was there for and it. We saw how that turned out. So, <laughs> um, now, Philadelphia, okay. Uh, my friend Grover lives in 
in Philadelphia. He he did a Cleveland sports fan show with us about two months ago, and he um, he'll tell you he'll tell you he's from Philly. Jalen Hurts has not been given what he needs to be a great quarterback. And this all comes down to a bad front office. Philadelphia has not had a good front office since, well, shoot, they they won a Super Bowl by accident with Nick Foles. Okay, so Um, let me add, go ahead. You know, when when was the last time that we heard the E-A-G-L-E-S chant in a Super Bowl besides they had Donovan McNabb. Yeah, did Donovan actually win the Super Bowl no. though? No. So huh? let, let me ask, let me ask you this question: You, you think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good quarterback? I don't. But this, this is on this is on the, the front office because thanks to Carson Wentz, they have two firsts, a second, and two thirds in the draft this year. Yes, they got a hit on all five of them. They they have to. They have no choice. They're in a position like where the Browns are with, like we talked about earlier. The Browns need a Jamar Chase type of guy. They need a C.D. Lamb type of guy. They need uh, one of these young guys that are coming out of college that immediately make an impact. Philly needs the same thing. The Philly right now is in desperate need of at least one wide receiver and one tight end. Um, the, the, <laughs> name a weapon that, that Jalen Hurts has. I can't. Miles Sanders. They have Jalen Rager. Yeah. Uh, the Browns have Rashard Higgins. What's the difference? Yeah, I, I mean. Hey, don't, don't say that to Jake. Don't say that to, uh. Good old uh, scoop dick over here. Uh, uh. I think the Eagles can improve, and they can make Jalen Hurts look good. Again, I think Philly is a lot like Cleveland. They can win in spite of their quarterback not playing well every week. If they make all, which is almost every quarterback in the AFC right now. So, yeah, but there are teams that can't win. If Buffalo didn't have Josh Allen and they had Mitch Trubisky. They're not making the playoffs. Um, if the Chargers don't have Justin Herbert, they're not making the playoffs, which they didn't this year. Man, I didn't think Detroit was going to win a game. I didn't think Detroit was going to win a game, but they won too. And they tied. The they look competitive, and they look competitive in seventy-five percent of their losses. Yeah, I, I, I was really kind of impressed with Detroit. I think. One more, one more off season. They're going to be a tougher team. Detroit reminds me of the Miami Dolphins from a couple of years ago when they were quote tanking for Tua, and I sat back and said, "No, they're not. They're a good football team. They're trying to win games." And lo and behold, they went from having the number one pick to having like the fifth pick in the draft because they were being competitive and they were winning ball games. And that's how I see. The Lions. The only problem is I don't I don't see their quarterback now. When Miami was going through all this and I and and they were tanking for Tua, 
I didn't necessarily think that was the case. And the reason I say tanking for two was because if you remember around like week four or five of that NFL season, everyone was talking about Tua Tagovailoa being the number one pick, not Joe Burrow, and the Dolphins were going to tank to get Tua. Well, they ended up getting Tua, and they didn't tank. They ended up winning games that year. They were being competitive. Um, and, and now look at them. They, they won seven straight games this year. They missed the playoffs by one game. They're very competitive, and they're a very good football team. But the Lions, they don't have that quarterback answer that the Dolphins lucked out and got. They got what seems to be a guy who is – all right, I guess I go week by I go week to week with Tua, but one week I think he's good, the next week I think he's not good, and so that's probably not a good sign for consistency purposes. But I like Detroit. I just don't I just don't like their quarterback situation, and they're in a different situation than Miami was because they just brought Goff here, and I don't know that they brought Goff here as a bridge quarterback for them to figure it out over the next season or two I think not at they 33 million dollars a year that's not a no, bridge yeah. quarterback I, I think they brought golf here because they thought well we can essentially upgrade our quarterback but that was my thing in the offseason that all the lions did was they got rid of stafford and they brought to jared golf so i didn't understand like the hype of how they were going to be better this year but they're definitely trending in the right direction i guess well, the problem is, is not only did they get golf for Matthew Stafford, they gave up draft picks to do it. Well, I think what you have to really look at with Detroit, uh, their front office thought year after year after year that the problem was Matthew Stafford. And they are now coming to the realization that the quarterback was not the problem there. The quarterback not having anything to throw to, that's kind of a problem. The quarterback not having a running back, that's kind of a problem. And a quarterback that lays half the time on the field because he's been hit, that's a problem. I don't know why Detroit's front office didn't see that. It, it, this isn't the it, Detroit's been like this for years. I mean, look, they had Barry Sanders for how long? Never gave that team any help besides Barry Sanders. Well, they had Calvin Johnson all them years, and it, it was Calvin Hammond Johnson excites me. And they had no defense. So anyway, what's the next game? Please can we can we can we do the Cowboys game last, please? Okay, we'll do Steelers versus the Chiefs. I I I I was getting excited about Big Ben the last couple of games. And then this game came and I went, Holy crap, he's still bad. <laughs> uh he needs to retire. Mike Tomlin should probably start thinking about getting a job as a truck driver or something like that because he, I've always said this about Mike Tomlin. He gained a team from Bill, from 
from Bill Cower that was incredibly good. And he methodically over the past 10 years has totally trashed this team. I don't know if I can go there. Najee, Har- Najee Harris was one of the best choices that he made. Keeping a 50-year-old quarterback is not a good choice. What was their other options, though, this year? Actually, what are their options next year for that matter? Well, actually, actually, Mike Tomlin really didn't have the choice to say yes or no to Big Ben. No, I'm sure he didn't. But here's let me just say this real quick. and then I think the Steelers... They've literally only had three head coaches since the 60s. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tom. Yeah. I think their coach is more a product of how stable their organization is as opposed to the talent. You got we gotta understand something. The Steelers don't overpay anybody. I we've seen people go in and out of Pittsburgh that are all pros and the Steelers just won't pay them because they want balance on their team. They want a good defense. Again, run the ball, stop the run. That's the Steelers, right? Run the ball, stop the run. They got lucky with big, with Ben Roethlisberger. They got lucky with him. He should not have been there when, when they, it was their turn to draft, but he was. And yeah, they, they won two Super Bowls with him. And that's really more than I could say for, the team that I follow, but at the same time, I think over the last few years, I will agree with you in one standpoint. I think Tomlin is starting to lose the locker room a little bit because the players are transforming and transcending in the whole social media stuff and what happened with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and all that. I think he's starting to lose grip on it a little bit. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say just get rid of him. My thing is, is I don't know what they're going to do moving forward at the quarterback position. Don't know. What I mean, what do you what do you expect? They haven't done anything. Mason Rudolph. You're right. They should have. We don't even know if Ben's really done. He's done. I mean, he's I never said it. Back. That's better for everybody else. The fact that they don't have his next quarterback is kind of weird. They never even tried. Yeah, that that I mean, it doesn't bother me as a Browns fan, but the Steeler fan, it would bother me that they have not made any future plans over the last three years, knowing that it was coming to an end. They they did nothing. No, in fact, they drafted a running back last year in the first round. Well, they needed to. Well, they needed to draft an offensive line before they did the running back deal, I think. I think it's a little different scenario than the whole Bengals-Jamar Chase thing because I think we were wrong on that for saying that they shouldn't have drafted Chase, that they should have drafted um, an offensive lineman. But I think the Steelers absolutely – I mean, by the time Najee Harris has a, his next quarterback, he's going to be out of his prime. Well, that's a, that, that's a, good, that's a good point, but – Again, like I said with Jamar Chase, I was totally wrong on that, and I'll admit it. But I think it's a lot easier to draft a left guard or a right guard or a right tackle 
as opposed to a running back that is going to be a top 10 guy for the next four to five years. Now, if they're not good for the next four to five years, then you're right. By the time they get good, he's either going to be past his prime or they're not going to pay him. So that's a valid point. But I have no issue with them drafting Najee Harris in the first round. None. You know, you mentioned you were wrong about Jamar Chase. There's another LSU wide receiver you were wrong about. His name's Odo Beckham Jr. I just watched him catch a pass to the playoffs in the wild card round. Oh, well. I don't think anyone was wrong about him. <sighs> no, I just remember all the times that I heard everyone say that he's washed up and he's a one-hit wonder and he had one good catch in his career and all that. He was washed up when he was in Cleveland. He didn't want to okay, play there. Hold on, hold on. Since he's been with the Rams, he's only gotten completions on 50% of his targets. He scored, but he scored not, like his first four games. Okay, but he's still getting like three catches for 36 yards. That's what he was doing in Cleveland. He just wasn't getting in the end zone. But I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he's long gone in history to me. But Kansas City, after that, after uh, T.J. Watt scored, it was 7 nothing. I, I know people were freaking out. That game was never in question to me whatsoever. Kansas City totally embarrassed them after that. Yeah. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is playing as good as he's played since last year before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't want to say that though. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just don't want to say that. Um, okay. Well, if we all agreed, why why are we even doing this? Pa pa Patrick Mahomes. Uh, is the closest <sighs> thing we have to Tom Brady. Disagree? You know what Patrick Mahomes is? An anomaly? He's just a typical sneakerhead trying to get the employee discount. Oh, you're such a funny guy. That is so, that doesn't even make sense. If so, he's the best selling sneaker. <laughs> apparently, apparently you haven't, apparently you haven't seen the commercial. I have seen the commercial, but. <laughs> What do you mean? Your quarterback does the same commercial? Yeah, I know, and I'm really tired of seeing them. It, it, who? I mean, dude is great on the field. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I, it, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to be something very special, especially if he makes it to the Super Bowl again, which is possible. Very, very possible. Um. Okay. Uh, whoops. Oh, the last game. Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? This was totally my favorite game of the whole weekend. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
He said, "How about how about the Cowboys? Not how about your bronchitis?" How about them Cowboys? Now I've heard. I I live here in Dallas. Everyone knows that. Um, I have heard over the past twelve hours so much bullshit that um yeah I'm I'm. I'm amazed. I am amazed. Well, what do you uh, think about it? Um, I think the rules have been the same for 40 years. The referee has to place the ball for it to be in play. You probably shouldn't have run down the middle of the field and left the clock running. Uh, I, I, I do not feel bad for the Cowboys. I, time management no. was not their friend. I, you know, everyone's blaming the refs about running into the deck and, and running out the time. You know, it's just, some, it, it's, it's unfortunate. You have to admit it. It is quite unfortunate because they could have got one last playoff and who would have known? Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? But it didn't happen that way. And quite frankly, the only person that should be sorry is Dak Prescott because he should be the one or the center should be the one to hand the ball to the ref because they know the rule. Why was the ball on the ground getting ready to be snapped? Sounds like someone didn't know the rule. I I, I totally want to go last on this. So everybody say what they got to say. Uh, okay. Oh, look who just caught a touchdown in the playoffs. Oh, wow. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, man. Wow. We'll go we don't up. got that guy anymore. Then go go for the way. He's put up. No, no, no. I'm interrupting you. He's put up, he's put up like what? 56, 63 more points in a Rams uniform than he did in the Browns. And he's been with the Browns three times as long. Three times the length? Jeez. Sounds like something else might be the problem in Cleveland. Huh? Um, yeah. Well, why, don't you burn your, why don't you burn your Browns jersey and go buy a Rams jersey then? If it's no, if you guys know no, about one buy. player. See, I root for what's on the, the, the name of the, the city. I don't root for the individual player. That's fine. And as much as I love number six, his heart and soul, da 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 I'll put on a Browns jersey when it has Rodgers on the back, and I can put the discount double check around my waist. 46 receptions while he's been at L.A., 23 receptions when he was at Cleveland. Wow. Again, sounds like a problem. Sounds like another problem. And he just caught a sixth touchdown with the Rams. And one of them is in the playoffs. And he's played – Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games with the Rams. This is his ninth game, and he's caught six touchdowns. Nine, nine. He do played you, do you six want to hear games the, with Cleveland and didn't score. Do you want to hear the stat that really, really gets me? This, this proves to me that he was sandbagging in Cleveland. He had a 63% completion rate in Cleveland. He has an 85% completion rate. In LA, they're they're gonna blame Baker and not blame the 
15 drops he had this year. No, he had he had quite a few drops. One on a fourth down to go win the game. Mm. I don't know. Scott, maybe we should change the name of this show to the Odell and Cam Sports Fan. <sighs> Not a so, bad idea. Oshimaida was going to tell us his feelings about the, the Cowboys game. Okay. Um, but before you do that, yes, sir. let me finalize this. Dak Prescott, his completion rate in yesterday's game was abysmal. 47%. No quarterback deserves to stay in the playoffs with a 47% completion rate. Nope. Ezekiel Elliott did nothing yesterday. They didn't even try to run the ball half the time. They were trying to pass all the time. Mike McCarthy has got to be one of the worst coaches. How he still has a job today, I will not understand, and it was not just because of one play call. It it was the play calling all the way through the game. And once again, I'm going to say this. The rules have been the fucking same for 40 years. The referee has to touch the ball before the ball can be played. This is done to keep teams from jumping up onto the line and starting a play. But Dak Prescott knew the rule. Of course, they practice it every Saturday. That's Just what they said. Clock management at the end of that game is the only reason that the Cowboys are not in the playoffs. Okay. Is it my turn now? Go ahead. Okay. So I look at this game, and I don't just look at that last play, which I think was a total asinine call, and I'll tell you why later. This San Francisco took the opening kickoff, ran down the field with no opposition, went down and scored. They basically gave Dallas their blueprint of what they were going to do the entire game. Dallas did not do anything about it. They didn't make any adjustments. They didn't do anything to stop Debo Samuel. They knew if he's, if he's in the backfield, he's getting the ball. They did not spy him. They did nothing. They had 14 penalties, nine of them pre-snap penalties, false starts, offsides. Seven of those nine pre-snap penalties either gave San Francisco a first down or prevented Dallas from getting a first down. They run a fake punt, which is successful. And then they leave the punt team on the field to run a play. And then when they figured out that San Francisco did not take their punt coverage off the field, they ran off the field, ran the offense on the field, and got a delay a game. And I'm sorry, but... I've heard people today defend the quarterback draw at the end of the game. But if you have the ball in the 35-yard line with 14 seconds left, I think realistically you could have three shots at the end zone. Does that 15 yards really make that big of a difference? 
and then you know you only have one play left? It would have made a difference if he would have gotten out of bounds. Okay, would, would you rather have three plays from the 35-yard line to go to the end zone or at least have one play to try to get down to the 10? Or would you rather have one play from the 20 and you got to come up with something, that you, you know, some, basically a miracle at that point? Here is where I would have changed what happened. The quarterback draw, I don't have a problem with the quarterback draw. But the minute that he hit that first down marker, he should have bolted towards the sideline. He didn't. He had the opportunity. He saw five more yards going through the center. He would have only had 11 yards if he would have cut off to the side. He had the room to do it. He didn't do it. I just think that I have a better percentage shot of having three plays to take a shot at the end zone or to take the shot down to the 10 and maybe have one or two plays left. Because you can run, you can run a, an out 15 yards in five seconds. And not to mention, if you go to the end zone three times, you have a 300% better chance of getting a pass interference call in the end zone. And, you know, we've seen that all year long. And I, I I understand the point that you're making. The I think the bigger point is the fact that when your completion rate is only at 45% in the game, are you going to trust the guy to throw into the end zone at the end of the game? No, and, and, and no, I'm not. And that wasn't my only problem. I, there was one more point that, that escaped me for a second. Pollard only touches the ball five times in that entire game. Right. Five times. He's your best yeah. running back. Ezekiel Elliott is a joke. He rushed for 31 yards. Zeke did. And On 12 again, carries. Pollard touched the ball five times. He's been their most productive running back all year when he's been healthy. 12 That's like three yards a carry. <sighs> Ezekiel a Elliott. Lot of people, a lot of people want to blame the ref that moved the ball and didn't give Dallas an extra chance at a prayer that probably would have been batted down in the end zone incomplete and it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Then people want to turn to the play call of a QB draw up the middle with time expiring and no timeouts. Why is everyone acting like the Cowboys even deserve to win that game? If the Cowboys would have thrown a Hail Mary at the end of regulation to win that game, it would have been a crime. Dak Prescott played like shit. He played horrible. He was 23 for 43, threw an interception, only threw one touchdown. <coughs> and, and, and people have the audacity to wake up this morning and say, well, if that referee wouldn't have moved the football, Dallas should have had another play. Only or, Dallas fans are saying that. Or or, or simply the fact of why are you running a draw play? We're sitting here talking about why would Dak Prescott run the ball up the middle with no timeouts left? What a stupid play. What about the stupid throws that he made all, all, all afternoon? He had 20 incompletions. Yeah, he was bad. That's why they lost. They didn't lose it on a, on a, on a, on a last play 
whatever. That they didn't deserve to be in that situation to begin with. Well, ultimately, I don't put that on Dak Prescott, though. I put that on the coaching. It, it, it's the only reason they were even in that game is because San Francisco is. They're a good football team, but they're not a champ. They're they're just not a Super Bowl contending team, I don't believe. And they and they, well, and they let Dallas they let Dallas hang along and string themselves along, and it was well, just not. If if Dallas played like they did yesterday against Tampa Bay or Green Bay or even L.A. or Arizona, they would have been stomped. Unfortunately, Jerry Jones is the type of person to keep someone around. Look at Jason Garrett. We had him for how many years, and he sucked. Here's the thing to me is, the thing to me is about that is, yeah, I I put about half on Dak and about half on on the coaching. And and it's because, yeah, Dak was awful. And the only reason they were even in that game is because San Francisco had to keep settling for field goals. And then Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter, in typical Jimmy Garoppolo fashion, tried to give the game away. There you go. And that game, that game was not that close. How I many was San Francisco ended up with what three straight field goals? I want to say inside the red zone. I, actually, it wasn't inside the red zone. Because Gold had a 52 and a, I believe, a 51-yarder. But they're settling for field goals, but Dallas didn't cross midfield to, I want to say, the second half, maybe? Because the only time they scored before the half was that long pass. Right. I think you're right. They couldn't do anything offensively. They couldn't do anything. Micah Parsons was totally neutralized. Trayvon Diggs was getting burned left and right. Yeah, like he has all season long. He gives a, he he's he gives up so many yards, almost a hundred yards a game. He's giving up, and everyone wants to talk about how many interceptions he has. Well, let me tell you this: the reason why Trayvon Diggs has so many interceptions is because he's getting the ball thrown his way. Teams are purposely targeting him. That's why he's coming up with the ball so many times. Well, he's a risk taker. It, it's a 50-50 shot. If he doesn't get the interception or knock the ball down, the guy's going to catch it and either go all the way for a touchdown or get another 30 yards. Right. So, yeah, again, it, so so and anyway, we're all in agreement that that the Cowboys they lost that game because they lost that game. Uh it, it was it was coaching it was a quarterback who was thrown below 50%. It's the fact that they have no running back anymore. Um, the, the Cowboys have a lot to do in the offseason. And really, the first thing they really should do is hire a general manager. Because Jerry Jones has proven that he can't handle this job. And neither can his kid. I the don't Dallas know. Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are the superior version of the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are the great value version of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, let me let, let me ask a question since we're still it talking is, about the It Dallas is the Cowboys. same. They, the, the Cowboys and the Browns 
are the most consistent teams in the National Football League when it comes to upsetting your fan base. It happens every single year. There's probably five or six more teams that you could add to that, like the Washington Redskins. Yeah, but they have no expectations. No, well, yeah, their fans have expectations for them. Dallas and Cleveland both have high expectations no matter what the scenario is. We're going to the Super Bowl. This is our year. Every single year with the Cleveland fans and with the Dallas fans. And it's just, I mean, obviously Dallas is superior because of the city that they're in, the owner that they have, and the national fan base that they have. But, yeah, I think it's safe to say that the Browns are the great value version of the Cowboys. Okay, Scott, I want you to look something up for me real quick. What? What is next year, what is Ezekiel Elliott making? Oh, God, you don't want to know? Yeah, I do want to know. Well, Otherwise, they just raised minimum wage. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't want to know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure how much Acme's paying now. Uh, he could get a job at Marathon. Let's see here, Ezekiel. I'm always seeing these signs at McDonald's and Burger King that they're hiring fifteen dollars an hour. There, that's a. I mean. Ezekiel Elliott, otherwise I like to call him Chief Chirpa. Mr. Elliott, next year. God, you don't even want to know this. I do want to know. Um, cap hit, $18 million. Hmm. Okay. So you got Dak Prescott. Now, now, hold on, hold on. Let, let me say this before you go any further, because I know that a lot of people are going to sit back and go, oh, well, they need to trade him and all that. His oh, dead have. cap this year is $30 million. They cannot get rid of him this year. Nobody would take him. Um, okay, so you're saying next year he makes $18 million. But that is his salary for next year. Yes. Okay, and Dak's making forty. Uh, I can actually go to the let me let me go to the Dallas Cowboys page and I will tell you what everyone just, is making. I, I just while you while you do that while you do it while you do that, Scoot. I, remind me, this is the same show that was full of people advocating the Browns giving a large contract extension to Nick Chubb. Is that is that is that correct? Is that is this that same show? They did give him a contract same. extension, and you and you were all for it. But now you're absolutely. I'm all for it, but you're not. You're well, not letting me finish my point. Uh, okay, what? hold on. The Ezekiel Elliott thing is totally different. Ezekiel Elliott it's is not thing. producing. No, it's the same thing. No, it's and not Nick Chubb produces. Okay, Ryan, go ahead and, and finish and my Zeke, point for me then. And Ezekiel Elliott produced before he got his contract. All these running backs do. It's the same thing. Adrian Peterson is the only running back in my life who has lasted longer than five years. You're telling me that Ezekiel Elliott in the last three years, even before he got his contract, was producing more than Nick Chubb? And I'm going to tell you, I don't know what the hell you're watching. Okay, so look at You Zeke's, haven't even let at, me ask my question, and, you, and you're telling me I don't know what I'm talking about before I even ask my question, as usual. 
All right, calm yourself down. Ezekiel Elliott, 18 million next year. Dak Prescott, 34. Okay, so that's uh, $52 million. Well, hang on. You still have Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. I'm not even caring about them right now. That has, that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to say. Okay. Baker Mayfield makes $19 million next year. What's Nick Chubb make next year? Oh, God. I didn't know I was going to bring this up or I would have looked it up. I would have had it all prepared if you would have told me ahead of time. I didn't know. Nick I Chubb. Have some stats. I do have some stats prepared for you when you're ready. Uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. I keep clicking Cleveland, but it keeps sending me to Indianapolis. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts. Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. Plus, I don't know why. Nick Chubb next year is a whopping $5 million. Okay. So you got Baker and Nick Chubb at twenty-four million, and you got Dak and Ezekiel Elliott at fifty-two million. Which, what situation would you rather have right now, going into next season? Odell just scored again. I'm not. By the way, I'm just letting you know. Okay, I'm not talking about the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Next year, which situation do you look think is more ideal? I would probably take the Cowboys considering they have Dak Prescott and we have Baker Mayfield. That wasn't that wasn't Odell that scored. It was Michaels. Well, okay, you're right. Odell, they stopped Odell at the one yard line. You're right. Odell had a catch all the way down to the one and they stopped him. But yeah. Dak Prescott has the exact same amount of playoff wins as Baker Mayfield, and he plays in the biggest, crappiest division in the nfl 
if the Browns got to play the, the, the Deadskins, the Eagles, and the Giants six times a year, they'd be in the playoffs every year. Okay, that's fair. But let, I want to go back to this whole running back situation, how you, you, you dare say that Nick Chubb produced more than, than Ezekiel Elliott did. Let's go back to Zeke's. Now, I'm only bringing this up because, again, you're, you're complaining about the amount of money that, that Zeke is making. But three months ago, you were advocating the Browns paying that to our running back. Now, hear me out. In Zeke's rookie – or no, in Chubb, in Nick Chubb's rookie year, he rushed for 996 yards, four yards shy of the 1,000 the thousand marker. He, he had eight touchdowns. He Okay, he had – that's fine. Zeke, in his first year, he had 1,631 yards. He got in the end zone 15 times. Two years later, he had 1,400 yards. Then he had 1,300 yards with 12 touchdowns. Nick Chubb, I'm sorry. He's went over 12 twice. Two of his four years, he's went over 1,200 yards. He's gotten more than 10 touchdowns one time, and that was last year. Uh, all I'm saying is the stats, the stats are, are almost identical between Chubb and Zeke, and Zeke's stats technically are a little better in his first couple years before getting that contract. So if you're going you're, you're to advise the Browns to pay Nick Chubb, I don't understand why you're complaining about Zeke's contract right now because this because is what the Browns are going to be dealing with in four years. There's a huge difference between $18 million and $5 million for pretty much the same production. Not to mention, Nick Chubb's numbers are a little bit diminished because they also have Kareem Hunt. And I know you're going to say, well, the Cowboys have Pollock. They don't use him like the Browns use Kareem Hunt. And to me, Dak Prescott is maybe the 15th best quarterback in the NFL I'm, right I'm now. I'm not diminishing Nick Chubb. At all, what it I'm saying. Like what I'm saying is, in about two to three years, don't be surprised if you're saying the same things you're saying about Zeke's contract with Nick Chubb's contract in a couple of years. It's I going. That's the same thing because it's not. It's not going to be the same contract. It. it okay. All right. The the Cowboys <sighs> overpaid for a guy that acts like he doesn't even care about playing. Go back to Ohio State. They, yes didn't no. make the na- they did not make the national championship game, and Ezekiel Elliott said, screw it, I'm not playing in the, in the bowl game. Just like 90% of superstars nowadays, because these bowl games don't mean anything unless it's for a national championship, that's not a player's problem. That's the NCAA's problem. That's not the player's problem. I would do the same thing. So if you're my dad and, and, and I am a, I'm a five-star recruit and I'm, a, I'm the running back for Ohio State and we didn't make the college football playoff and I'm, go, I'm going to go gear up and play in, in the Goodyear Alamo Bowl and, you, and you're going to tell me that I should suit up and play? But that's not why he did it. If you remember, he came off the field after that game and had a press conference and did nothing but bash the coaching staff, bash the team, that he just didn't get the ball enough. That's why he didn't play. Nick Chubb is all about the team. When, when, when the Cowboys paid Dak Prescott, or no, when the Cowboys paid Zeke, before they paid Dak, 
Weren't you one of the people who said that that was dumb that you that they paid their running back before their quarterback? I would not pay a running back eighteen million dollars. I don't care who they are. And that's why you're not a general manager of a football team. I wouldn't pay a running back eighteen million dollars either. Now, when the facts are the facts. My my question was is whose situation is better? The Browns or the Cowboys? I think it's the Browns because Dak Prescott is basically a little bit better than Kirk Cousins to me. I would okay, but you but what you asked was you didn't say what situation is better, Browns or Cowboys. What you yeah, said was really no, what you said was you based it off of the quarterback and running back contracts which is a better scenario and as much as i would tell you that i would take the browns full unit at over the cowboys full unit maybe not so much the offensive weapons but you asked about the quarterback and the running back if you asked me if i would next year for the cleveland browns would i rather have baker mayfield and nick chubb or dak prescott and zeke elliott i'm gonna take dak and zeke even if the even if i'm paying a little more but you have to but you have to look at the money because that dictates to you what you can spend around the rest of your team. I'm I am I am aware. I'm I'm aware of that. All right, well, I we am. disagree and that's fine. I just it was just something that came to my mind. We agree to disagree. Always. All right. Next week's game Bengals versus the Titans. Predictions. Burley? I I, I, I mean, the Titans should win the game, but again, you're getting the tractor back in his first game back, which is not, I mean, you can't expect him to go off for 250 yards and three touchdowns. And the Titans are a, a lot like New England when it comes to you got to get a lead in that game because you're not going to come from behind. They did it. They, they did do it earlier in the year against Seattle, but they, that you're not going to come from behind and beat the Bengals who are going to put up 20, 30 points on you. I I would probably have to say the Bengals get this upset. I know it's crazy, but they've got momentum coming off of that playoff win. I just hope that Cincinnati doesn't essentially bank that as their Super Bowl because of the scenario that they haven't won a home playoff game and they, they finally do it. And that was a lot of times, you know, a, a lot of people's first time they ever seeing them win a playoff game in their lifetime. So I, I, I would I would really like to say that the Titans are going to win the game, but they need to get a lead. And I just think that the, the Bengals are just too much on the offensive side of the ball. I hate to say it. and But I am not in no way, shape, or form rooting for the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I get so sick of hearing this crap from Browns fans and Ohio State fans about, well, there goes my guy, Joe Burrow. I'm so happy for Joe Burrow. Why? If you're an Ohio State fan and a Cleveland Browns fan, let me paint a picture for you. This guy that you're worshiping went to Ohio State. Okay, he then won a national championship for LSU, not Ohio Tigers. He won the national championship with LSU, not Ohio State. 
he grew up a Browns fan. So all the Browns fans want to support him because he's a local kid. And he lives in Ohio. He ain't a local kid. He lives more so in Virginia than he does in Cleveland. He's from Cincinnati. He grew up a Browns fan. Guess what? He just won the AFC North with the Bengals. So I apologize that I'm not going to root for that guy. I digress. I wanted to get off my chest. There's because a... I have seen nothing but Browns fans hype this guy up like he's some worshiper. You sound sorry. There's there's this drug called Xanax. You might want to. I was just going to say that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so my prediction is a little bit like Burley's, but I am going to go for my quarterback, Joe Burrow. That's my teammate. That's my quarterback. Now, he is my quarterback because of the fact that I'm an LSU fan. We have had this discussion many times. They wear purple. That is an important factor in life. LSU is my favorite college team. I love the chemistry between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Here's the second point. The Titans, while they are a tough team, they are better at stopping the run than stopping stuff in the secondary. That is why Jamar Chase becomes deadly against this team. The Tank will be back. I understand that. The Tank's first game back, he's not going to be the tough guy that everyone was used to. He's going to favor that knee. But Joe Burrow will pull off the win in the end. Oshimaida. All right, well, I'm going to disagree with both of you. Actually, oh, yeah, I, will agree with Ryan on, I will agree with Ryan on the fact that if Tennessee falls behind 10-0 early, you know, 17 to six or something like that. You, you can't, you, you're not going to ask Ryan Tannehill to dig you out of the hole. It's, it's just not a, an ideal situation. And yeah, Derek Henry is probably going to have some rust, but they also have another running back who stepped right in. His name escapes me at the moment. He was that memorable. And, okay. I can't remember everybody's name. But here's the thing with, with Tennessee is I don't see Cincinnati putting up 30 points. And the reason is, is like I said earlier to Scott, is Tennessee's that team that they want their drives to be six, seven minutes long and keep the other team off the offense, off the field and limit their possessions. And Tennessee is one team that, yeah, they're, they're, the back four, their secondary isn't the greatest. They're opportunistic on turnovers. Okay. And Scott, you said earlier, Cincinnati's offensive line did not look great against the Raiders. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick – I'm going to – I am – if Cincinnati wins, I will not be surprised whatsoever. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to pick Tennessee at home. In a very moderately scored game in the 
in the low 20s somewhere to win by like a field goal. Okay. 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. Oshimaida? I think Green Bay is just going to lay the smack down on them. Reasons? The, only chance, the only chance San Francisco has is if they run the ball for 170 yards. Burley? Hello? I feel like last year I would have said San Francisco, but I just think it's it's too inevitable that we're going to get the Green Bay-Tampa Bay rematch in the conference championship game. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, Green Bay wins the game just based off of that. But I, I do think that – so I guess in some sick, twisted way, if the Eagles would have beat the Bucks then I'd probably be taking the Niners because I think that they I think that they do have an edge and, and could absolutely beat the Packers. But, again, I just think it's too inevitable that we're going to see Brady versus Rodgers in the NFC Championship game, so I'm going to stick with that. But it would mean it would mean that wouldn't Brady get to host the NFC Championship game potentially if, if Aaron Rodgers lost? Yes. Hmm. They're the two seed, so yes. Hmm. All right, uh, after watching Garoppolo play yesterday, I there is no possible way. I mean, he wasn't great, in your, by no means. There is no possible way I would pick Garoppolo over Aaron Rodgers. Not going to happen. Okay, but let me ask you a question, and I agree with you. If San Francisco can run the ball, like I said, and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. They could keep it close. I don't see that happening because I think that San Francisco, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to not turn the ball over. So, yeah, I agree. I, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would would have to keep the offense on the field. And how many times did we see three and done from him yeah, yesterday? And, 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 and when you're playing Green Bay, you can't kick field goals. No. Tampa Bay versus the L.A. Rams. Well, we don't know that. Oh, yeah, we do. Well, I haven't haven't seen a play of it, so I don't know. Uh, I will say L.A. has dominated the first quarter. Um, They're up 14 to nothing right now. Well, if it's the Cardinals, I would definitely pick Tampa Bay. So let's get that out of the way. I'm going to take Tampa Bay regardless who they play. I am right there with Burley. It's going to be Tampa Bay no matter what. I am too. Matthew Stafford is just, I mean, in the second half of the season, he's just, he can't be trusted with the football. Do you want to know what is so funny? The fact that we're 20 years deep and yet people still can't get this through their damn heads about Tom Brady and how he operates. It's so predictable all year long. All I heard was, well, the bucks are screwed. Tom Brady has never won a super bowl without a top 10 defense. (laughs) 
And we heard the same thing last year through the first eight weeks of the season about how the Bucks were not going to get it done. And look what they did. Once the playoff starts, it's a new season. Week one through 18, Tom Brady could care less about. As long as they win the game, it doesn't matter. Now we're in the playoffs, and everyone wants to act shocked that Tampa Bay's defense gave up zero points through the first three quarters against the Eagles, and the only 15 points they gave up was garbage time touchdowns. I mean, I think this Super Bowl defense, which is literally the same defense it was last year that won the Super Bowl against the greatest, one of the greatest offenses we've ever seen, the Chiefs, I think it's safe to say that the Bucs are, are not going anywhere and they're going to beat uh, whoever they play, the Rams or the Cardinals. Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. I'm going to pick Kansas City simply because I don't trust Josh Allen. Totally. He looked great against New England, but at, at home, that's going to be a tough place to win a game. And if they turn the ball over with a fumble and an interception and you have a couple of turnovers, we saw what happened. I mean, I'm not comparing Pittsburgh to Buffalo by no means. But as soon as Pittsburgh decided that they were going to turn the ball over, the game was over. Kansas City's not going to let you survive. And the simple fact that Buffalo refuses to run the football is going to is going to be the reason that they lose cuz I don't trust Josh Allen to throw the ball 50 times without turning the ball over. Burley? Uh the Chiefs. I just think I it's too evenly matched. You can give me the quarterback that um has proven himself time after time. Uh, I think both defenses are suspect. Um, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch it, but I'll take the Chiefs. I'm not, com- I'm not comfortable with it, but I'll take the Chiefs. All right. I just can't see. If the Chiefs lose, that means that the AFC – champion is going to either be the Tennessee Titans, the Cincinnati Bengals, or the Buffalo Bills. I'm just not, maybe I'm just too, maybe I'm just being too naive right now, but I, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can go into next week saying that either the Bengals, Titans, or Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. I just don't know if I can wrap my head around that. I, uh, I'm actually going to go in a different direction. I believe that Buffalo is going to have uh, a big chip on their shoulder uh, because of the fact that they are close to Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, the minute that they hear the tomahawk chop start, they're going to start to get upset. So this is going to put Buffalo in this much, much, much stronger sense of entitlement even with their quarterback they will 
they will go and stomp on Patrick Mahomes war between Buffalo and Kansas City. What in Which in the end will be won by the So what you're saying is a team two and a half hours away from Cleveland, a city two and a half hours, about two hours away from Cleveland is going to win because their fans are going to be upset that the Indians are now the Guardians. And that is the prediction that nobody will hear because I'm editing that whole section out because yeah, I totally, totally lose my job here. Please, my that God. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought it was great. I thought it was fabulous. I agree with you about the, the tomahawk chop thing. I totally agree with you about that. I don't think that's why they're going to win the game. Um, I, I, as we've said before, it all depends on which Josh Allen shows up. Which Josh Allen is going to show up. We don't know. And I don't know if it's my love for Jim Kelly that's making me do this, but I am going to pick Buffalo to beat Kansas City. Uh, they're on a roll right now. They they actually looked good the other night. They were playing a team that was just not up to even close to to the standards that Buffalo no, has right now. New England's record was above how talented they were. And again, when you play the Jets and the Dolphins four times a year, you know, it's going to boost your record. But I, if Buffalo wins, I won't be I won't be shocked whatsoever. I, I won't. I will I say this. That that I think Josh Allen's just going to not – he's not going to be able to not turn the ball over. The, the thing about Josh – okay, this is – the game plan that Buffalo needs to go with is they have they have to push the rush. They have to push the rush with the Kansas City Chiefs. You really think they'll do that? That's where I get scared because I don't know if their coach will do it. And we, when I talked to you last night, what did I tell you about Buffalo. They're exactly like the Cowboys when it comes to that. As soon as they rush the ball four or five times and they only get one or two yards, they totally abandon it. Yeah, it's I I am taking I am taking it that that Buffalo comes out to a lead quickly. And if they get the lead, they will play the game what the correct way. If they get if they get behind with Kansas City, they're screwed. Because Kansas City doesn't change its game plan. They no, come they out don't. and they pass. They just, they just keep they just keep going. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Well, you know, it's not only that. It's it's Darren Williams. It it's Harden or Harding. It's Pringle. I mean, they can go anywhere with the ball. Darryl. It's Daryl. Darren was the okay, basketball Darryl player. Daryl Williams. I'm sorry. Forgive me for getting the guy's first now, name wrong. Now he's a boxer. 
But Kansas City will keep coming even if they're losing. This is that that that's the thing. And if Buffalo has the pressure on them, and Josh Allen has not proven that when it's a pressure game, very rarely does he prove that that he's not going to turn the ball over when it matters. That's that's why I say if Buffalo takes the lead in the beginning, they will win the game. Well, you're not saying if they go up seven nothing on the first drive. No, no, they if have they, they have to get. Three at halftime. They they have to get they have to get at least ten points above their their opponent. Once they do that, they stay there. So that's listen. Both of you picked the Kansas City Chiefs, and and by golly, you y'all may be right. We don't know. I mean. <clears throat> We both picked the Kansas City Chiefs, and you called Josh Allen a racist. Would you be quiet about that crap? Holy crap. We are not a racist. I'm black. Two percent. Milk is two percent. It's Martin Luther King Day. We're all are, are you saying I'm watered down? <laughs> I said it's Martin Luther King Day. We're all black in some form or another. Yeah, now, my dad's black. Now we have a we have a situation here. Um, yeah, the Australian Open has started today. I was up at three o'clock in the morning watching, of course, all excited about that. <coughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're about to have the Olympics in China and uh, a tennis player Pong Shui uh, has basically disappeared from the world after she said that one of the Chinese uh, 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 politicians whatever sexually abused her uh, online she all of a sudden disappeared and is now texting people saying that she's okay and that this never happened. Anyways, I guess the point that I'm I'm boggling around in my head as I was watching the Australian Open, not seeing Pong there, uh, is uh, with the the atrocities towards humanity that happens in China. Do you guys think? the USA should be representing there in the Olympics. Yes. No, I do not. Uh, care to elaborate? Yeah, right. This is a, this is a, this is a debate show. It's a talk show, you know? Okay, so the fact that, um, again, her na- name escapes me. Peng Shui. Peng Shui. We, I really haven't heard much about it over the last. What's she punctured? Three to four weeks. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that she's come out and it was like, oh, I, I don't buy it because the Chinese are so shady about this kind of thing. God even knows that she's still even alive. I mean, we we have not seen visual proof of her being no, alive. We uh, all we've gotten is text messages to the WTA. Um, and why isn't she in the Australian Open? 
no, nobody knows. That's the thing. I think the United States government needs to take a stand. And if the United States backs out of the Olympics totally, that is going to hurt the Chinese government more than they will ever know over the last next two years. So what are your feelings, Burley? Before I make my next comment that plays along with this. I'm sorry. I thought you said bathroom break. All right. The WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association, has banned all play in China. Uh, Peng Shui is a part of the WTA, so this kind of is one of their players. Um, I... I I kind of want to give the WTA a lot of kudos for having the balls to do something that our country didn't have the balls to do. Uh, we don't have balls, Scott. We have walls. No balls. We, we, don't, we don't have balls. We have walls. We, we, we don't even have balls. We have bowels. That's what I'm saying. We, have, we don't have balls. We have walls. Which was actually, I, I have a point to make. Actually, we don't have a wall down here. They quit building it. And I don't know. Well, I told you, they ran out of Legos. You know, you, you know what happens whenever I go pour myself some cereal and I got a, and I got a leak in my bowl? Well, go ahead. Yeah. Forgot what were you gonna say? Um, no, no, I was, I was just thinking to myself that I think that this is a very serious thing, and uh, yeah. Um, anyways, on that note, people, we're out of here. We'll talk at you next week.